Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. I'm Matthew. And I'm Stephen, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In this issue, the care and feeding of wild boyfriends, a beetle faces graduation, a society of justice returns, perhaps. It's all about the pop culture that you know, that you love, that you know and love, and brought to you with the Major Spoilers trademark wit, thoughtful, explosive commentary. And all you have to do is sit back and enjoy the ride, because the Major Spoilers Podcast is dating a bear. no. We're on the air. Welcome to issue 1004 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. Matthew is here, but no Rodrigo this week. We are into that part of the year where uh, budgets uh, start to get a little lower. Patreon funds start to get a little little less. And I can only afford, uh, you know, one other person to be on the show right now. So uh, you want to bring Rodrigo back or keep Matthew around, then head over to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Don't pit me against Rodrigo. I will always lose. A buck an episode is all we ask. No, wait, that's uh, Dan Carlin that does that bit. Um, uh, Give us your money. (laughs) It is the giving season, right, Matthew? I think that's George Carlin that does that bit. (laughs) Give us your money. It is the giving season. Give us your money. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. Speaking of the giving season. Uh, we don't have any news this week because no news happens during Thanksgiving break, but yeah. Matthew, hopefully you Nothing did something happens. fun for, uh, Thanksgiving. I woke up giving morning and, uh, I knew that something was going to happen because, uh, my kid has a new job. And of course my kid works at a coffee shop in the local grocery store. Is it so scooters? Do they give you scooters? It's not scooters. No. Uh, it rhymes with flarn clucks. Um, but, uh, they got dare you. a bunch of stuff and they went to a, to the grocery store and I'm like, Oh, okay. And I woke up at nine and, uh, the child had made a turkey roast. The child had made mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, had two pies and rolls. And literally by the time the adults were awake, Food was ready to go in the oven. We had an entirely widget-created Thanksgiving dinner. I thought you said you smoked a turkey. No, I was joking. Oh, okay. It's hard to smoke a turkey because you have to keep the papers dry. Yeah, no, I thought uh, you had been smoking a turkey. literally a joke. time. No, because people do smoke turkeys. You do. You do know that oh, that's a thing, I, right? Okay, I'm aware. Yes, I yeah. Know. So I thought you were saying we're smoking a turkey. Oh, by the way, let me throw in a lame joke. 
and then I no, was just like, oh, dozer. okay. Because I was like, I didn't know you had a smoker because yeah. I was going to buy you a whole bag of like uh, wood pellets for your smoker. Wood pellets? Oh, boy. It's I okay. Mean, we have a lizard, though. I mean, uh, wood pellets are, you know, apple hickory <laughs> flavor, all those good things. Hickory apple. Flavor. Oh, so I, okay. So uh, your joke was, your joke is funny, uh, but it was, yes. I also thought it was uh-huh. a tack on to a statement of we smoked a turkey. So, but she's well, now still going to have to get me a smoker. So, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, so right. she's a vegan. So you had tofurkey or what did you have? Actually, we had a corn roast, uh, but the child has lately started bringing meat back into the diet. And I'm not sure if it's a temporary thing or not, but like certain meats are okay. Uh, occasionally like as know, long as it doesn't have a fish a face kind of thing i don't know uh honestly i think at this point it's uh and i'm 18 almost 19 and i'm just gonna do a bunch of stuff and you know figure everything out so mm. but yeah they actually uh they got a promotion this week they're now the assistant manager Ooh, so, right the big bucks right i and start paying know. her rent <laughs> yeah child makes almost more than i do yeah, yeah definitely needs to be paying her rent literally the rest of the day i didn't do anything i think uh, there were there were three or four dinners that people went to that i didn't because i just stayed home because you didn't want to get dressed and, yeah i just like <laughs> don't have anywhere to go and then of course the next day due to poor planning uh my my office was fully staffed so we had three people sitting there without most of our so this is on friday then yeah friday after thanksgiving i literally took more calls this morning before break than i took all day friday but since there was nobody there to tell me to take ato and go home i just literally sat there and made an inordinate amount of money to do virtually so was friday a holiday pay or no yes oh that's nice for me um i don't know if it is for everybody because i am special Mm, and also i'm old yes uh-huh. certain things with the pay rates are grandfathered based on your hire date. And mm-hmm. since I was hired in 2012, there are things that apply to me that don't apply to everybody else. So yeah, I'm special uh, for me, 12 people, three toilets and a plumbing system that hasn't been updated since 1981. I think you made this same joke last year. I have made it in. No, no, this, no, no, no. Couldn't have made it last year because we haven't actually gone to do Thanksgiving with anybody in a couple of years because oh. of COVID and my wife's uh, parents are very old now. They are right. over 80. Um, and so, you know, you didn't want to expose them to this this year though. We haven't seen my, my brother-in-law and his family in, well, I haven't seen them in six years. Uh, my mm-hmm. wife, they went and did a trip. The last time we went to Nertacular, they went, uh, to see them, but they have not made a big trip down to see everybody um, in five or six years. So we figured, uh, we're going to all do this together. We're all going to go down. Of course, all of the kids, all of my nieces and nephews are much older. Now we've got uh, someone who's almost 20, a 16 year old, a 12 year old and a six year old. And then my son is uh, 15 and 11. Although I say he's 12, but uh, well, Mason's not 15 yet. He's 14. (laughs) Um, He's almost 15. Um, And so, you know, there's nothing to do in Dodge city. (laughs) So you can imagine how bored these kids were. So that was, that was kind of one, one thing, although we did have a lot of good conversations. Go go looking for rocks. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, there were some moments where the the cousins got up to play and everything, but Mm -hmm. uh, the funniest thing 
was, and so we don't eat traditional Thanksgiving. So if people are mm-hmm. like, oh, did you have turkey and stuffing? No, we had pad thai and we had uh, roasted chicken legs and fried rice and pizza. It was good. Um, you know, traditional, traditional Thai food, pizza. Sure. Um, but my youngest niece, six years old, this kid, Matthew, mm-hmm. has got, I wish I could hook her up to a generator because <laughs> I could power. We would, we would be free of coal and oil energy for the entire winter for all of North and South America because of the amount of energy that this kid generates. I mean, they didn't get there until 2 a.m. So we left Thursday morning to get down there. They didn't get there until 2 a.m. Uh, Friday mm-hmm. morning, just because of the long drive from where they were at. And she was wide awake and wired and was that way the whole weekend. Got to play a game with me. It's time for you to do this. You got to go do this with me. Yeah. She basically told people what to do. Um, <laughs> but the funniest thing was Mason, my oldest, was just kind of was you could tell that he's like, I've kind of had enough. And so he's just on the floor playing his, you know, doing whatever on his, on his phone. And she's like, okay, you have to do this. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to do this. Oh, she was painting everybody's nails. She was painting everybody's (laughs) nails. And he was like, nah, I'm not going to do this. And she's like, fine, you're going to go to jail. And uh, he's like, fine, whatever. And then she's like, you've got to get a mugshot. And I'm like, okay, I'm just sitting there. I'm just sitting there on the couch watching, uh, you know, Mason's lying on the floor with his phone and she's, you know, a short little six, six year old. My oldest niece is sitting next to me. She's trying to do some homework uh, for college. And uh, she comes over and you know how couches uh, have kind of like a full down center section where you can have like your cup and mug and all that stuff. My Mm in-laws have like uh, a little cup with pins and pencils and, and those kinds of things sitting there. And she reaches in and she pulls out a letter opener. And she's like, aha. And I'm like, oh, no. And I kind of quickly take it away from her, put it back. <laughs> and she has this look on her face like, oh, but then she reaches in and she pulls out a ballpoint pen, you know, the kind that goes clicky clicky. And I'm mm-hmm. like, OK, I'm, I'm just watching to see what she's going to do, because a ballpoint pen is not as dangerous as a as a letter opener. And she's right. like, it's now time for your mugshot. And she just sticks the pen in his arm. You know, not like, you know, like she's giving him a shot. Right. And my niece and I just kind of look at each other. And she looks at her at, at the young girl and says, what did you just do? I gave him his mugshot. <laughs> and we just kind of look at each other and we were like, okay, then. <laughs> so yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's my, that's uh, that was, that was the highlight of, of my, I mean, there were many other highlights that I can't talk about because they're family stuff. But right. uh, if, if any of, but if my family is listening, we love you very much. Uh, and it was a pleasure to, uh, to hang out with you and, yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun, but that was the funniest thing was Mason's yeah. mugshot. Um, so I saw your picture now, which, and one? this is a, uh, the question, a picture of you and the missus. Yeah. My wife. Yeah. Does she do that to her hair or is no, that just that's, the way it, that's her hair? That Although, is so beautiful. Okay. So there are I will people say who pay thousands oh, yeah, yeah. of dollars to make yeah, yeah, their yeah. hair look like that. So yes. Uh, so yes, she's letting it grow, go gray naturally. Um, but, uh, and yes, a lot of people are very jealous of the fact that her hair is that, that streaky color, but there is something weird with my camera or the way that her hair is gradiented like that and Mm -hmm. pixels, because every picture that we took with her hair, it looks like her hair is crimped. 
and her <laughs> hair is not crimped. It is is completely straight. But if you look at her, her hair, hair is bending light, man. I don't know what's going on, but it is the weirdest thing when she was like, hey, did you notice my hair looks like it's crimped on the side? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a weird artifact. And I was like, well, it must just be that one picture. No, every picture that we took of her uh, looks like she's got uh, crimped hair. And I think it's just mm-hmm. because the the it's gray. Uh, I'll admit it. She's not afraid of saying that her hair is mm-hmm. gray, but it's the gray and the black combo. I think that's right next to each other that right. kind of freaks out the pixels. And it doesn't know what to do. So it creates this kind of zigzaggy pattern on her hair. Right. But yeah, yeah, she likes it. So that's all it that matters. It looks like that, that cool silver effect that yeah, yeah. people are trying to do to their hair. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, if you get to, I don't, I didn't post any pictures of my niece, but she is the spitting image of my wife at oh, that man. age. And so it's, it's always been the joke that she's ever since she started to, you know, probably about six or seven. It's like, Oh, she just looks like my wife. She looks like my wife. And every year she looks just like my wife, um, you know, at that younger age. So I kept joking. I was like, behold your future. (laughs) So that she knows this is what you're going to look like when you're my wife's age. Uh, but, um, uh, everybody in her family, uh, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, Mm -hmm. let's just say that the gray hair is, uh, very natural, uh, right. and, and her brother has had gray hair since he was in high school. So, uh, hmm. yeah, so it's, it's very interesting to see, but, um, yeah, yeah, it was a good picture that came out. I'm glad, um, cool. Mason, Mason, I let him have my, a very expensive camera and say, take a picture of us, please. And he did. Nice. So there you go. So that was my Thanksgiving and everybody who's listening. We hope here in the United States, if you celebrated Thanksgiving, we hope you had a wonderful time. Uh, we hope that Rodrigo and his family had a wonderful time. I know his mother-in-law had come for a visit, so I hope they had a had a great time. Um, and we are very thankful this time of year that so many of you are deciding to spend your time with us and everything that we do at Major Spoilers. So you can uh, talk about your Thanksgiving holiday or really anything that's on your mind at the Major Spoilers Discord server where yeah. you can join the Discord server for free. We really would love to see more people. I know that there was one person who contacted me via email this past week and he was like oh man i haven't listened to critical hit since uh since torque left and right. i'm debating whether to get back into it and where should i start and I'm like well i would just start right where you left off and you know if you want to skip you know the other campaigns or whatever you can but the other campaigns are really cool and then uh that person jumped into i believe it's the same person jumped into the discord this week and has just been having a lot of fun and uh you can have a lot of fun too when you join us over on our discord server Join all the other awesome spoiler rights that are hanging out right now, talking about critical hit, talking about their Thanksgiving holidays, talking about their top fives, whatever's on their mind. Talking There's probably issues. a channel for it. Uh, yeah, they're talking about talking issues. About they're talking about sports cool ball, video games, and all that kind of stuff. And also comic yeah. books. Let us do some reviews. Hey, uh, I mentioned in the pre-show a little bit about Black Adam, the movie I finally sat down and watched. It features the Justice Society of America. And and just mm-hmm. guess what, Matthew? There's a new Jeff Johns Justice Society America number one out this Synergy. week at DC Comics. Synergy. Yeah. I don't know if it's and, Synergy, um, but yeah. Yeah, it's Synergy. Well, I think it's accidental Synergy. I don't think that DC does stuff like that. But the thing that is interesting about uh, Justice Society of America number one, which spins out of either last week or the weeks before uh, the new golden age. Yeah. I read the shot. new golden age. I feel like wait, it's trying so it's, to is. So wait, there's golden age. And then there was justice society. This isn't the one that has a uh, star girl looking at all the, the sidekicks. Is it? No, that was, that was star girl. And uh, the case of the 
missing, missing sidekicks or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 The star girl was last week. Turns out um, it was a bug's kind of it. <laughs> it was, um, the star girl I kind of enjoyed because star girl is John's with, uh, Todd knock. Uh-huh. Who's really fun because you have to say it like you're curly going knock, knock, knock. Um, but this is Todd Johns, uh, with art by Michael Johnin. And it's weird, um, because I don't know if you've noticed this, but sometimes when you buy a comic book, it has the characters in it. Mm. And this mm-hmm. one doesn't. Um, this is actually the story of Helena Wayne, the huntress, uh, in the future. 26 years in the future of now. So theoretically, depending on when you're hearing this, it's the year 2048. Uh, kind of like that thing that they did in uh, Arrow, the first 10 seasons of Arrow or whatever it was, where it's like, hey, we're in the future. So um, Helena Wayne, back in the New Golden Age, number one, saw her father killed. Right. Uh, her father, of course, is El Batman. Now, this is weird because this is clearly a somehow different continuity, but it's not an Earth 2. I don't know what it is. But Batman was killed in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is now she has grown up. She is a young adult and she has formed a future take on the Justice Society. And her team consists of legacy heroes, well, legacy characters anyway, of. The Mist, who you may remember is a psycho killer. Right. Uh, the Gentleman Ghost. Yeah. The Harlequin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Icicle. Solomon Grundy, who may actually be the Solomon Grundy, uh, which is, again, some more synergy with that Stargirl yeah. show. Definitely. Put and, on uh, yeah. And the Red Lantern, or rather, the daughter of the Red Lantern, whose name is Ruby. Not to be confused with the daughter of the Green Lantern, whose name is Jade. and. That right there kind of gets me to the biggest oh, problem who, I have. Whose daughter's me. name is Opal? Opal? Um, yeah. I believe that's uh, the shade. Oh, oh yeah. I think you're right, isn't it? Yeah. But <laughs> no, he's at Opal City. Anyway. This is, this is the problem with this book. It really is trying to have a legacy, but also not have a legacy. It's trying to show us an elderly Batman getting killed, but not... And it's trying to really deal with a concept that in, you know, in the strictest sense was kind of nerfed in 2011 when they took out the whole thing with the new 52. So this issue gives us some more of a mysterious villain who I think his name is Nostalgia. Oh, is this the redheaded guy? Because I was going to ask if this is Perdegaton. That's what I thought, too. But I believe they have given him the name of Nostalgia, which Mm. is going to probably tie into the fact that at the end of Doomsday Clock, remember, the son of Jonathan Osterman was raised by a a Ma and Pa Kent. Mm. So somewhere out there in the universe is a a, a Dr. Manhattan baby being raised by the Kent family. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, I just saw the shock of red hair, saw that there was time travel. I'm like, oh, Perdegaton. Me too. And, you know, in that new golden age, they were showing us some characters. Like, this Red Lantern is actually uh, a Russian. Uh, from the He's in the 1950s, so it's a whole Red Scare thing. Mm-hmm. But he has a ring that gives him the same powers as Alan Scott, which may or may not be tied to Atrocitus. I don't know. But at the end of this issue, 
we have a thing that may bring the justice society, the actual justice society into play. Not going to tell you what that thing is, but it's a thing. And um, I've noticed a couple of things. Like um, there are people online who love Helena Wayne. Yeah. Uh, or like, yeah, this is a really bad take on Helena Wayne. And I remember reading the new golden age and the thing that it did with Dr. Fate. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of a, a, a fan of Dr. Fate. And I hate what this is doing with Dr. Fate. And this really does feel like we're trying to rebuild something that they took away for reasons which remain unclear and doing it in such a way that it now gets to be Jeff Johns as the architect. And that's the reason why it's happening. Now, again, don't know if this is any in any way uh, borne out by the material. It's an okay book. Uh, Michael Jannon is not a good choice for this particular story because the future stuff doesn't really look futury and the past stuff doesn't really look vintage. However, it does bear some striking resemblance to the images uh, in the CW Stargirl show, which I think is very late synergy. Uh, it does feature the murder of a high-profile DC character and then the murder of some not-so-high-profile DC characters. And it does feature a moment that reminds us that uh, Catwoman is kind of a badass. But all in all, it just sort of shakes down to a, a, a simple question. And that question is one that I sometimes ask myself. But I often ask myself when we're dealing with particular stories. And that question is, why? Why? Um, why? So and, he, Jeff Johns did this most recent Watchmen thing with the... Yeah, the with Doomsday the, Clock. Yeah, Doomsday Clock. He did that where they came into our world and the Joker yeah. and... and uh, comedian teamed up and all that stuff. Uh, do you, do you think that, um, so before, before doomsday clock and mm. before, uh, all that, there was a, there was a writer, I'm not going to mention his name, mm -hmm. um, that, that did this whole thing with Batman and the court of owls and mm. all this other stuff. And people were right. like, Oh my God, this guy really gets DC and is really, you know, telling some fantastic stories in DC. Do you think there's maybe some like, professional jealousy involved in, in some of the things that the writer I, of this I, book is, is doing. I don't know that I would use the term jealousy. I mean, it's wild speculation. Do, I'm just wild. I speculating. do definitely feel that there may be an attempt to definitely out Scott, um, Scott to some degree or to out Scott everybody. Cause you look at this, this is really taking a lot of concepts that other people created and putting your own thumbprint on them. It's like, I don't know, say you have $44 million and you're like, my social media company is being mean to me. I'm going to buy it and remake it in my image. It's the kind of thing that you wouldn't necessarily do unless you had an agenda. And I feel like this Justice Society of America is, God, it seems like 20 years. It has been 20 years since anyone but Jeff Johns has been allowed to write the Justice Society, it feels like. And I don't necessarily dislike this but i feel like as as they're as they're like opening salvo as that first shot of here's a new justice league and what's it going to be this is puzzling this is confusing two and a half slices of meat move mm. uh the art is well done it's just not 
really suited for the story being told. And I feel like, as so often happens, there's a lot of preparation and a lot of characters and a lot of things that aren't quite in the book. If that makes sense, there's a lot of like world building oh, yeah, you need that's to, somewhere yeah, yeah. off the page that they want to get us into, that they want us to be like buying into so that when it comes around, we'll go, <gasps> and I'm fine with that. I, I really sort of love that, but it's not necessarily resonating yet. I'm definitely coming back. I mean, it's not like I'm done with this, but. I had an interesting conversation mm-hmm. with uh, my students today because, um, they made this observation that a lot of new first episodes of mm-hmm. TV shows, and we were talking about Andor, and we were talking about, you know, just a lot of the stuff that you see streaming, WandaVision, uh, of course, same way, where it's like, yeah, it, it's like the first episode is not that great, mm-hmm. but it's a slow burn getting you into like episode four, or, you know, episode right. four is where everything kicks off, and that's where it really grabs you and really uh, makes you hang on and are excited for the rest of the ride. And, you know, we they gave a lot of examples, including the ones I just mentioned. And I was like, well, that's really weird because back in my day, if your first episode wasn't knocking it out of the park, you were canceled before the first commercial break. <laughs> and and I wonder if that's what's going on here, too. Right. You're you're definitely hanging on for the ride of Justice Society. Right. But it's only you say kind of a mediocre issue. Mm-hmm. Is that the slow build to issue three when you're suddenly like, oh, holy moly. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I truly. But is that the way to do it? Because that seems. Uh, what's the antithetical? It, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem right because mm-hmm. we know that the reader rate drops from first issue to third issue. Right. And so it would seem like you would really want to come out of the gate with something super strong so that as that attrition happens. Right. And you in st- the series hits issue three, then finally people start to come back. I mean, that just seems Kind of a I feel like it's, way to do it. it's the it's a puzzle box. It's we're going to give you this puzzle box and we're going to hope that it's fascinating enough for you to come back and lose your soul to the pinhead. And, you know, you have to figure that there are a lot of stories where people didn't care, even though there are like nine movies where the pinhead gets to come and eat their souls. Yeah. And I feel like this story is a little bit of that. It's here's all these neat, intricate, interconnected things that we've created, but we've created them out of other stuff. And I don't know the new characters. I feel like the new characters could be fun, but I don't know if you know my complaint about star girl, star girl has been part of the DC universe for over, well, almost 20 yeah. years now. A uh, Jeff Johns. Great. And character. she's, she's not allowed to change, right? Because she's it's based not allowed on... to learn. She's not allowed to grow. She's 15 years old eternally because she's yeah. based on, Jeff's late sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. I understand wanting to, uh, you know, memorialize your character, but I feel like if you don't let a character grow or change or do anything, I don't necessarily know that they're ever going to be a long-term character once you're no longer part of editorial to keep them there. If that makes yeah. sense. No, you know? no. I mean, I, that that's, I mean, it's his character. So he'll probably, sure. when, when and if he leaves DC, we'll take that character with him, right? That's um, not how DC works. No, I mean it's not going to literally take it with him, but I doubt we will see. Uh, Her I, I doubt we will see Star Girl used that often. Which is interesting. You're talking about characters growing because Blue Beetle Graduation Day also out this week from DC Comics. 
this is an interesting story and it's an interesting, I don't know where the book is going to go. I mean, I kind of know where it's going to go, but we really have reached the next phase of, uh, of Jaime's life. Uh, it opens with, you know, he's doing superhero things. He's fighting a person, a bad guy, the bad guy gets away and he's like, yeah, my batting average isn't great, but man, I sure love being the blue beetle and, uh, the scarab and I get along great. And then he realizes, Oh crap, I'm late for my high school graduation. He gets there. He misses his best friend's uh, speech. He's the valedictorian. Uh, and then just as they're about to call him up to the stage to get his diploma, uh, the the scarab starts acting weird and he's getting he's trying to receive a signal from the reach somewhere. And so he mm. leaves right in the middle of his graduation before he gets that flies up into space, gets the message that he's trying to decode. The scarab is acting all weird. He gets home and he's like, well, I don't know what's going on. I hope the scarab is this feels like. Back in the day when I first got attached to to the scarab, things weren't weren't working correct correctly. But at least I've got my family. And he goes in and he's ready for graduation. His graduation party is there. He's already late for that. Um, and everyone's just kind of happy to see him. But they got a million questions. And then uh, you know, only one person is there to say congratulations on your graduation. And Jaime's like, oh wait a minute, I know that voice. It's Superman. Superman shows up to his high school graduation party. Aww. And he's like, oh, thank you for showing up, Superman. This is so great. This is so wonderful. Uh, and Superman's like, listen, you missed your graduation. That's kind of an important day in your life. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I had some superheroing to do. And then Superman's like, you're grounded. And he's like, what? He's like, listen, we also intercepted the reach signal. Until we know what's going on, we think it's best that you not do any superheroing uh, anytime in the, in the near future just because oh. of his connection to the reach. So here is the. Here's this guy that Jaime looks up to is just coming to him and saying, you're grounded kid. So not grounded only did he screw up, not only did he screw up graduation and not get to participate in that important part of his life. He now can't by justice league orders. He can't do superheroing because the justice league looks at him as a compromised weapon that the reach could use. And there's definitely a reach invasion on the way. And then he's like, okay, Superman, it's just a lot to think about. I'll, I'll give it time. And he's like moping around and he's starting to go back into the house. And he's like, well, I don't have super hearing. I'm not going to college. He's said that he's not going to college. At least mm -hmm. I still have my family. And then they're like, oh, time to open your presents. And he's opening up some toilet paper and some towels. And I forget what the other thing. And he's like, what's going on with all this? And his parents are like, you don't remember? And he's like, what? And they're like, yeah, uh, you aren't going to college, which is fine, but you have to get out into the world, which means you can't live here. Oh. And so, and so, and it was something that they had all agreed upon. Uh, so apparently he's going to move to another city. He's leaving El Paso. He's going to go work oh, for man. his aunt and uncle at a diner. And you know, his, so everything that he was like, Oh, at least I can superhero. At least I've got my friends that are going to be going to college near here. And I've got my family and all of that gets taken away from Jaime Reyes in the first issue of blue beetle. It is a very oh. fast read and it is crushing just to see him go from, you know, in the way that, uh, Adrian uh, Gutierrez is, is drawing the character, you know, in the first pages, he's this bold, you know, superhero pose as he's punching the bad guy and doing all the cool things. And then by the time you get to the last, uh, panel where he's walking away, he's, you know, he's all bent over and, and broken because of just the bad news after bad news after bad news that's happened to him in the, in the issue. And I really love that. I think it's great. Jaime Reyes, the blue beetle is one of my favorite new 52. Uh, one of my favorite characters to come along uh, since new 52. 
And I have tried to follow his adventures all over the place. I don't, you know, go out of my way to find every appearance that he's in. Cause apparently I think he was in death metal and I think he was in, yeah, I think he was in death metal and something else he played a role in. I didn't follow any of that stuff. Uh, but if I see a blue beetle titled comic, I'm going to pick it up and read it. And so this was really nice to just check in with a character that I've been following for 15 years now. Uh, it is, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Gutierrez's art is, um, or Gutierrez, I don't, I don't know which way you pronounce it because I've heard it pronounced both ways. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, but I kind of, I kind of dig his art, especially like uh, Ed McGinnis draws Superman like this big, broad chunk, right? He draws all of his superheroes that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people draw Superman with a big barreled chest and the, you know, kind of the V form of the body. Uh, here he's kind of drawn rather slim, almost like he's not trying to make him look like Christopher Reeves, but mm-hmm. he definitely has that slim build that you saw from the first Superman movie. And I thought right. that that was kind of an interesting choice as well. And the, while the surroundings and the bodies take on a more realistic approach in the art, the faces are definitely a little bit more cartoony, which I think is also interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like the art. I really enjoyed the story. Uh, and I'm glad that I think this is, I, this is definitely not an ongoing. I think this is a five or six issue miniseries. I want um, to say six. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this plays out and to see Jaime start a new life in a new city, see how he deals with missing his friends. I always thought that Paco and, and I forgot what the girl's name was, uh, but Brenda. Um, yeah. Yeah. I always liked the, I always liked the, the, the trio of them together. And so I'll be interested to see, and this is something that I've had some conversations with students recently. And I even had some conversations over the weekend because my oldest niece is in college. So I was asking her, what did she want to do with her life? Cause she's almost ready to graduate college. Um, uh, I talked to my nephew who's in high school, who's a junior in high school, what he wants to do with his life. I've had several college students come to me who were like, I need guidance for what I should do with my life. And I like seeing that, what am I going to do when I quote unquote grow up Uh question being answered in, or, you know, being presented to Jaime in this, in this way, in that he doesn't have a cushion to fall back on because he can't superhero. He can't live with his parents. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? And nothing. He's well, nothing. I kind of always, and I don't know how, what your take on this is, but I always thought of Jaime Reyes as the blue beetle as DC's answer to Spider-Man to Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I can see it. And so I kind of want to see the, you know, the Reyes luck. I want to see, I want to see Jaime succeed and fail and succeed and fail in life and learn lessons and grow from that. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed this comic book a lot. Um, there are some things that I thought was a little rushed. That was probably the biggest thing that was a surprise to me was that it was very rushed. Oh, the other thing, and I kind of wish that Rodrigo was here. There are two versions of this comic that you can get. There's an all English version and an all Spanish version. Mm-hmm. That being said, in the English version, there are at least in the uh, comicsology version that I read, there are entire pages where the family are talking with one another and it's all in Spanish and there is mm-hmm. no translation. And I was at least hoping there would be a translation on the page, but there wasn't. So mm-hmm. I want to kind of ding it for that. But at the same time, I kind of don't want to ding it for that uh, because it's just like, well, if you know, you know, and if you don't, you know, you don't. I think you, Matthew, had a encounter uh, with that kind of a situation 
uh, recently <laughs> at your day job. Um, so I, I, I really like, and I, I, I just feel like when the blue beetle debuted in 52 and then got his own series, I kind of feel like, Oh, this is my character, right? Kind of like so many people want to wrap their arms around miles Morales and say, this is my Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I have a, a, a very soft spot for this, for this character. And I, I just want to see, I just want to see him step more into the spotlight. I really think that he is and could be DC's Spider-Man character if they would let it. Um, definitely could be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give this four slices of meatloaf out of five fun series. And it should probably wrap up right about the time that, uh, let's see if it's six issues. We've got, uh, December, January, February, March, April, yeah, so uh, we will. This series should probably wrap up right about the same time everybody is graduating uh, for reels in the United States. Uh, so I think that'll be an interesting thing to see, um, and maybe give hope to people who are having some uh, lost in the storm kind of uh, moments uh, that they may be able to identify with this with this book. So uh, I enjoyed it. And if you want to read Blue Beetle Graduation Day Number One, or if you want to read Justice Society of America Number One, we do have links in the show notes to our Amazon affiliate link. If you click on those links and you buy the comics uh, through that link or really anything else through that link, uh, we'll get some credit for that. And it's usually not a lot. The last couple of months, I would probably say the last 12 months of uh, Amazon affiliate monies has not been really great. And Mm -hmm. so if you're looking for ways to support uh, major spoilers and to help us out without really doing anything extra, using the Amazon link over at majorspoilers.com or using the link in the show notes, does put a little bit of extra money into our pocket and will allow us to bring back uh, Rodrigo uh, next time. So uh, be aware of that as well. Uh, this week we are definitely, uh, you know, if you, if you don't want to do the Amazon, that's fine. Uh, you can join our Patreon. We've talked about Patreon before. And this week we are giving a shout out to Michael Cassidy. Michael Cassidy is the newest member to join our Patreon club. We'd love to give you a shout out right here in this portion of the show. All you need to do is join us over at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Matthew, did you know that if you sign up for a year in advance, if you pay for an mm-hmm. entire year, so $5 it would be like uh, 60 bucks or whatever it was that for $5 times 12 is 60. We actually reduce that. We actually give you a discount to where you are actually paying for 11 months and you get one month free. That's cool. That is cool. That's, that's, that's one like, of the yeah. things that we do. I was thinking about doing this month. on. I, I thought about doing this for Cyber Monday, and then I didn't do my research in time to do this, so I may be doing this uh, sometime soon. But I was thinking about doing one day where the discount to join our Patreon for the year would be 50%, but you would literally have to join within a 12-hour block uh, to get that discount before it would jump back up to the one-month free. But, uh, yeah, we would love to for you guys to join us. Join us on our Patreon page. A lot of cool things. If you want to see what happens when I feed my face into an AI art-generated system, then you need to head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. It's all the horror is waiting for you right there. <laughs> um, so this week we are reviewing a, a, a trade called my boyfriend is a bear by Pamela ribbon or ribbon and cat mm-hmm. Ferris. And I believe that Ingrid reviewed this over on the major spoilers website. And I just remember in passing, her kind of taking, you know, kind of taking a liking to it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, certainly uh, my boyfriend is a bear is a euphemism for something else. Uh, right. You know, maybe as an LGBTQA uh, right. 
I, I, a plus, uh, you know, kind of innuendo kind of thing. Right. Nope. This girl's straight up dating a bear. Yep. She's a bear. Yeah. No, no, not just dating a bear. She actually doing it with a bear. She's date. Well, I mean, I, 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 I mean, they don't go that far, but there's at least three spots in the book where they're just like, yeah, they're getting it on. It's there. And the bear's oh, yeah. got a job. Don't worry. The bear wears a suit. He goes and he's got yeah. five, five sounds that he makes. So he's able to get right. a really high paying job. Sure. Um, and notice he works in a call center where all you have to be able to say is grar. Yeah. Does he work in a call center? I don't, I don't remember where he worked. I know it was a blue, it, it, no, it was a white collar job. He was, yeah, he's in some ineffectual middle management thing, but he's really good at helping other people uh, pursue their goals. But I feel like in some ways, when you look at this particular book, if you like, if for instance, you were looking at like, I don't know, a Scooby-Doo type story where there's a talking dog or you have something where one of these characters is magical realism, some sort of elf or animal person or druid or whatever, you wouldn't necessarily blink at it. But the fact that this is played completely straight, like a completely... I don't want to say straight, but the, you know, it's just this. Absolutely oh no, it's it's not no, it's relationship. A, yeah, it's not a. It, this is not a. Uh, the bear is a euphemism for someone in the in the in the LGBTQAI plus community. It's a bear. This isn't a. Uh, the wacky crazy bear does wacky crazy things like uh, you know fat man on TV comedies. It's not right. that. Um, he's, he's just a guy who happens to be a a bear, an American black bear, and yeah, this is really. To me, the part of the the story that's fascinating, because if you take that whole part of he's a bear out of it, mm-hmm. this is just the story of a, of a cute relationship. Yeah. And, it's, you know, because she and, has a she has a little kitty and the bear puts up shelves so the kitty can climb up on the shelves. And, mm-hmm. you know, the bear might break her couch and break her bed, but the bear also, you know, wants her to be happy. He takes yeah, I, out the trash for her. And I'm just yeah, like, well, okay. So a couple he, of things. Okay, he wants okay, to couple, go and check through uh, the yes, trash. He still. wants to get takes out the trash so he can root through it. He put right. up the uh he put up the cat uh shelves because he didn't like the cat crawling on him. And it wasn't well, that the bear broke the bed, it's that they broke the bed. They broke the bed. Um uh, but again, the bear helped to fix it. Yeah. Uh so and, yes, if this were anything other than a bear. I have a feeling that this would be a very, very bland comic book because it's just like, oh, here's this very nice guy that Nora met who is attentive to her needs. But he also has right. his own things that he needs to do. And that kind of causes a little bit of a of a, a a riff in their relationship because he's got his own urges that need to be taken care of. Right. And so they're not going to be able to be together. And so you get that kind of little sad romance. But if it was like a just Joe average dude. This mm-hmm. would I don't think this book would be as effective, but it does get into relationship things like, oh, I can't find the right guy. Well, you know, right. maybe it is. Maybe it can be a bear. And, you know, how is a bear going to be accepted, uh, you know, amongst the regular humans and what's other people going to think about? So you could think of this as a uh, obviously it's an interspecies relationship, but you could put interracial relationship <laughs> uh, overlays onto this where what's how are her parents going to act when he uh, react when he comes to dinner? Uh, you know, how are her friends going to react? And you've definitely got one friend who is like totally down with it. And I, at times I get the feeling that she wants to be more than just friends with that bear. Um, yeah. That girl definitely has a crush on bear. Yeah. I mean, and it, then, and then there's the other girl who's totally jealous because 
She secretly yeah. wants somebody like Bear, but all of her relationships are failed as well. You get to see yeah. Nora's failed relationships in the form of uh, Brad or Greg or Craig or whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> uh, total, total D bag. Y'all are um, absolute jerk. And then, at the, then on the flip side, you get to see Bear, who is just like, yeah, I'm a bear, uh, and but I'm meeting your needs, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to be the best bear boyfriend that I can be. Uh, you mentioned the cat; the poor cat dies from cancer. And, um, he dies in the night and she doesn't want to wake up and have to deal with the dead cat. And so bear gets up and goes and takes care of the, uh, the cat so that she doesn't have to, to deal with that, you know, now take care of the cat. I mean, part of me is like, yes, he went out and did the right thing and he buried the cat under a tree. Like she wanted part of me is like, oh no, he ate that bear or he ate that cat. (laughs) He did not eat the cat. (laughs) He didn't. He didn't. But there's a, that dark, that little dark bit is, it did cross my mind. Um, no, it's because you're a terrible person. And you no, feel that. But so the, the main, <laughs> the main part of the story is they're having a great relationship, except we all know that bears need to hibernate in the winter. Mm-hmm. And it's that time of year where he's fattening up and she's fattening up and he wants to go hibernate, but he also feels like she wants him to stay and be awake. So that makes him cranky and makes him, you know, uh, not aggressive, aggressive, but makes him crabby and grouchy and drinking all the time until finally she's like, I think it's best that we just take a break. You go and hibernate. I'll continue to work and we'll see each other in the spring. And the, her underlying fear is that bear is going to go away. He's not going to remember me. He's not going to come back. He's cheating on me with other bears. Her, certainly her, her friends or her one friend is playing into that fear that a bear is out doing bear things girl bear if you if you look at this as like just a slice of life comic yeah yeah and you're like at the beginning okay so we're like hey this is a thing she's in a relationship and the relationship is going really well and these are the creeps that she used to date and you know if you you look at they have communication issues because she and bear aren't always on the same page if this was nora and you know her her boyfriend were just a tech bro you could have that same story. I don't know if you and could the have point, the exact same story. You Only could because though. instead, okay, let's say instead of hibernating, he's going to go off and he has an to a internship. conference. Yeah. Yeah. He has an internship and he's going to be in, uh, let's say Moscow for six months. No better. Let's say, uh, Amsterdam for six months and he's going to go. They know that he's going to go. They don't talk about how he's going to go. He goes. She worries. Oh, is he out there, you know, sleeping with Amsterdam girls? Did he ever really love me? Oh, I feel so bad without him. What's this going to be? If he comes back, will he come back to me? Is this end, the end that, of everything? Except you that know? if it was a real person, she could pick up the phone and they could have conversations every day. They could have email every day. But, but bear remember, is bear. they have communication issues. Right. But bear is bear. You don't have that. I mean, she does go and check on him, right? She does go and she, her she friends does. get into her head that bears out cheating on her. And so she does go into the cave and see that, yes, he's just asleep and there's a bunch of other bears there. And I do like that. Uh, one of the things that happens that cat first does really well at the page layouts in here is uh, like the upper seven eighths of the page are all mm-hmm. Nora dealing with their time apart and the fears mm-hmm. that come into it and her acceptance that bear may not be coming back and, you know, her get go, trying to move on with her life and get everything back together. And at the bottom eighth of the page, is just these series of panels of bear sleeping, bear getting up and stretching, moving into a different position, bear getting mm-hmm. up to take a poop and then going back to sleep and just sleeping the entire time. Yeah. And it's just, bear it's just great. 
I I just love that that sequence because you could have just left it up to the reader's imagination of what could be going on. Also playing into right. uh, getting the readers to play into uh, Nora's fears because there is a part where when Bear goes back to hibernate, there's a bunch of other pairs that he goes up and hugs. And at first mm-hmm. I was like, oh, does Bear have a secret family that he didn't tell Nora about? And Nora is his <laughs> second his second thing on the side, you know, his second family. That's- that's the other reason why you're a bad person. And you're no, <laughs> because it's just like bears going to do what bears going to do. And so then when you then put it into context that no, these are just all the bears and bears, uh, club tribe, whatever that they call them. Um, right. then it, you know, it makes a lot more sense, but it does for that one moment. If they didn't have that lower eighth section where you see him go back and hug all the other bears, mm-hmm. you could be left with that idea of, Oh, everything that, that her friends and other people are telling her about bear and what he's doing. You as the reader could then project into that yourself going, Oh yeah, I did see bear hugging those other bears. We don't know which ones were girls or which ones were boys or what's going on. Maybe that's a secret family. And so that also plays could easily play into the readers unease in how is Nora going to deal with this. But I think that there is also that, that lower eighth then also reassures the reader that no, Nora's overreacting because her friends are are horrible people. Not horrible right. people, but they're jealous. A group of bears, by the way, is called a sloth. Yes, that's right. That's also very funny. Um, but yeah, I I feel like it's hard not to take this entirely literally. But I also feel like my enjoyment of it was in not taking it entirely literally and not like to me. Thinking, well, first of all, uh, the things that happen with a bear are not possible in this story. But I've gone to a circus and seen a bear wear a little hat and a little suit. A bear would not go with you to a restaurant and greet your friends and be like, so, but that's the the, bear bear would not be there. So that's another thing that there seems to be bears got a backstory that we don't know about because I have a (laughs) feeling that bear escaped from a circus. And went and lived in the woods with his other bear friends that escaped from the circus. Because Bear knows how to wear clothes. He doesn't have a problem wearing clothes. He doesn't have a problem walking upright. He doesn't have a problem juggling. Which is all the things that of all the bears and all the circus stories that you've ever heard. Bears and circuses wear clothes. They walk upright and they juggle. Right. But you know, this bear also knows how to tell her that they're out of grape jelly. Uh, Again. (laughs) The fun of this is the ridiculousness of Nora dating a bear, but right. it's a really sweet story. It's oh, it like, is. yeah, it's a cute little romance at heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we do get to the point where bear wakes up, I'm like, oh my God, because we see him wandering around in the woods and there are yes. other bears around and I'm scratching like, his bear butt and rubbing right, his what's going to happen. Back. What's going to happen? And he goes and he roots through trash. And I'm like, oh, he forgot about her. Mm-hmm. And what he's looking for are clothes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, bear. You're then smart, he finds, bear. Then he finds a new kitty cat. Yes. He gets her a kitten to replace the kitty who died. And that's the thing that I really love about this is that it's a story of a relationship where she's not sure how he feels. And he's not able to tell her how he feels. But when we get to the end, he's able to show her how he feels. He gets her a new kitty. He comes back. He puts on (laughs) Daisy Dukes and a sweater that he finds in the trash. But he puts on clothing so that he can come back to her, even though he's a bear and he has to hibernate. And I feel like on on just a relationship level, it's a really 
cute, approachable story. I mean, how many times have you accidentally broken your wife's toothbrush or never done something that you're like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, like, you know, set your your dog on fire. I don't know. We don't have a dog. know, dogs are I'm not a dog person. In the house. Exactly. Nobody has a dog. Uh, we, we have this one evil cat and he won't go away, but I really like the way this story presents this and just says, here's the relationships. And early on, they show us the literal and it's titled the list of douchebags I've dated hashtag, not a complete list. But, you know, all of the all of the people who have done things in the past that were creepy and how all of these guys, including Ben, who's a complete jerk, Ben screamed at her for trying to read Glamour while they were out yeah. camping. You're supposed to be re- reading Kerouac or uh... <laughs> read something with depth and meaning. <laughs> Well, that's a, that, that led to her meeting bear. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, the, the absurdity that there is a bear in this story, I think makes this simple romance story better because mm-hmm. honestly, I think if it was just a real person, I think the story would be very dry, but throwing in the bear makes you hyper-focus on everything that's going on, uh, because it is a bear and you start mm-hmm. to see what makes their relationship special and what, you know, why bear, hits all of Nora's uh, spots of what her needs are. And also how Nora hits bears spots uh, for what his needs are and how right. they're very simpatico with that. And how, even though they've had this, this disagreement on what hibernation should be in the end, you realize that, Oh, these two are going to get along just fine. And every winter they're going to, they're going to go and do hibernation and she's going to do her thing. And even though mm-hmm. it's kind of uh, you know, four or five months out of the year where it's a long distance thing, they're going to be okay. And I like yeah. that in the story. And you know, the point where they're the, she's out drinking with her friends, Deborah and Carly, and they're getting drunk and talking about what she wants in a boyfriend. And she literally describes the bear. I'm like, okay. She tolped this thing into existence, right? She wants a cuddler. She wants someone who listens, someone who's smart and silly and like being on the couch and like being outside. And it's just, you know, <laughs> that moment where she's like, no man can do all of this. Of course not. You've told, but a bear. Yep. And that's, that's what, or, you know, or what if the whole time she's having this relationship with the bear and her friends are like, why is she always talking to nobody? <laughs> nobody, I, nobody can see bears. She's I just Harvey's love bear. that moment though, where she's like, she's come home, she's drunk and the bear is in her backyard. And she's yeah. like, you are a bear. Like, yes, yes, he is a bear. And then they date. Yep. And the reason no, he's a, in the backyard is he brought her her, her glamour that she left. Yeah. In the woods. No, this book is, uh, is super nice. The, I, I like sweet. the book. It is, it was not at all what I expected it to be, but mm-hmm. it was a fun little romance book that mm-hmm. if you can get over the fact that it's, that it's a literal bear, uh, right. that it's, and it's not like, it's not like the world is inhabited with, well, there's a dog that's dating a man and there's the right. cute cat that has, uh, that's dating a duck. You know, it's yeah. not anything it's not like, like that. A, it's not like a black, sad world. Right. No, it is, is a bear dating a woman and there's no one else who's doing this. And at, at first people are freaked out about it, but in the end, everybody's okay with it. This is a fun book. I like the art. I think the art is cute. Uh, I, I, I like the writing. I think the writing is well done. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that this is a, a fun story. Now, 
a romance comic is not for everybody. There's somebody there that's just like, I don't care about this. I want to see uh, capes and tights and punching through walls. But that's fine. This comic book isn't for you. Believe me, this comic isn't for you. Uh, but if you're someone that, you know, <laughs> likes a little romance uh, in, in your story time, uh, then this is a fun book to read. It is very simple. It is very mm-hmm. straightforward. They're not trying to hide. I don't think in my reading of this, I don't mm-hmm. think that there's anything other than this is a, a romance story mm-hmm. uh, going on. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but that's my read of it. And I thought it was charming and I thought it was nice. And yeah. I would say uh, if you like romances, then definitely go out and and pick this up. I agree. And I really do love the bit where it's entirely, and I've complained about this in some stories. It's an entirely mundane story, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. except that he's a bear. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you told this same story and instead of a bear, it was Kyle, I am dating a Kyle. Yeah. This book, you could tell this, you could tell the same story and yeah, I don't think it would be as charming. It wouldn't be as charming. You do have that moment. Unless, unless, unless Kyle was played, paid by, played by, uh, um, What's his name from, um, oh, gentleman, no, gentleman, no, 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 unless he is played by, uh, the, the guy from, um, gosh, dang it. Um, I forget, forget it. It's past. I can't forget it. Just finish your thought. Michael Sarah, unless the bear was played by Michael Sarah, if the real person in the, in the comic was played by Michael Sarah, then it would probably still work. But if any other regular human person would not work. And that's the thing. This is a more wholesome uh, story than Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I love this. I honestly will be looking for these creators because I feel like the way they draw the bear in the cute jacket with the, you know, the, the scarf around his neck, just wandering around and they're going to the mall and they're playing. That's amazing. And I really like the way the story breaks down. Because Nora is telling us this story. She's like, okay, my name's Nora. I'm 28 and I'm dating a bear. I know. And you're like, okay, yeah. What does that mean? And what it means is that Nora is going to tell us that you're 10,000 times more likely to get killed by a bee. So don't date bees, people. Yes, bees, bad. Yeah. Uh, Okay, here's here's your monkey paw, Matthew. Okay. Uh, uh, Pamela Ribbon, or Ribbon. Pamela Ribbon. Ribbon. Has also written... Several issues of mm-hmm. Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do you hurt me? <laughs> there you go. Also, Why also, uh, it Why? looks like she also wrote Slam the Next Jam uh, about da, roller, da, roller da, derby stuff. Da, da, da. Okay. But yes, you do got, you did get your monkey paw right there. So I think we've uh, reviewed uh, Slam um, on the Major Spoilers website as well in the I past. Feel like we have. And uh, I believe that that also came out okay. So there you go. So your recommendation is to go and buy it, uh, and you're going to yes. go read some Rick and Morty comics now. My recommendation is to <laughs> go and buy it. <laughs> and you're going to go read her issues of Rick and Morty. And I, my recommendation is to go and buy it. Say you know it. who's good? Veronica Fish. <laughs> I like Veronica Fish. Like, uh, does she her her name a bear, is a bear romance comic? Anyway, she's like, 
She sounds like she might be an Ixia, but she's actually a person named Veronica. Veronica Fish. Veronica. All right. That wraps it up for this issue. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in the show, we would love for you to join us on our Patreon page where you will find even more fun, including our pre-show where we talk Black Adam, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Christmas special. Uh, uh, the uh, what's what's the one that you watched, Matthew? Don't say, don't. Uh, don't liars. worry darling don't, don't worry, worry darling. darling and and or we talk about all that and a whole lot and, more and or yes but. and or but uh if that then. wraps it up for this issue so we would love to see you over on our patreon page patreon.com slash major spoilers we will be back next week because we know that you love comics and we do too and we will talk with you soon Bad Dick's Ray Vision of a Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge chance? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm Stark Raven rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline Would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fun Being in the Middle East With a king sign throwing soldier what a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.